BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello, welcome. Life let's chat. It's hard. You want to talk? I know, that's disappointing. Sit back. Let's work this How's out. How's it going? What are we doing here? Where are you going? Hey, hey there. Wow. It's not always easy. It's amazing if you think about it. Let's think about this. strange. I have some thoughts about that. Life is hard. Trauma bonded. Okay, should we start? Yeah, so Wit says something like, you know, in light of the series, I want to bring up the Covenant school shootings in Asheville, right? I don't know if you heard that in the version that you listened to. Um, I listened to the, I've listened to the episode several times, but I listened to it today on the, this is actually happening website. And he has that bit at the front. And what, what I went through in that moment was, I don't know what school shooting he's talking about, or I don't know what public shooting he's talking about. Like I had, there's so many, I had to think about it. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, back in the day, it was just Columbine, 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 right? That's yeah. just, or the, that Joker movie theater one, you know, the, yeah. each one had its own like iconic prominence sort of in the public sphere. And now they're just so often and, and common. Yeah. I can't keep track. I mean, I think we all feel like that. We all Is feel that the one? Tired. Yeah, no, totally. And I'm, I think I'm going through the same thing that you are, yeah. where I'm like guessing now which one it is. It was the one, this one only sticks out to me because Melissa Joan Hart, her yes. kids go to, yes, they lit yes. their houses behind the school yeah. and they helped a couple six year olds escape gunfire. Just the way we live now. Um, yeah, that's fucked up. Um, well, that's the one with the trans person, right? Oh, that is that one. That's how I remember it. I If that's the one, right? Because Covenant I sounds think so. religious to me. Yeah. I never read that much about it. I did watch um, the police body cam footage of going into the school and taking out the shooter. Did you watch that? Mm-mm. I it couldn't was, watch that. It was like something made out of a movie. Like, you know, people were really upset about the police response in Uvalde in Texas. Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah. And this was like, and I did watch some body cam footage from that one, but this one was like, these guys were trained. They knew it's up and they acted really swiftly. Like they should be What commended. state was that? The Covenant yeah. one is Nashville. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um. Do you have an opening bit? That was like <laughs> the worst opening. <laughs> Cold open. 
I've lost track of school shootings. But I'm not. What I don't know. Should I, go, I know. I, just, I, I don't. I don't think I'll go into the thing that I that it made me think of. I'm not going to get into it. But uh, do you know what I'm talking about with my with Arlo's school? I'm not going to get into. I that. actually wrote that down. Oh, you did. Yeah, I wanted to ask you if you wanted to talk about it. I don't know. I kind of feel like you should, especially considering later on in the episode, Ceci mentions that Gage has a real sensitivity to abrupt sounds like gunfire yeah. and yeah. thunder, etc. Yeah. I think I think sound pollution and soundscapes can be really triggering to people. And I think again, I wanna pat you on the back for taking action on the well, situation. Well, you encouraged me. You encouraged me. Well, because I knew that you felt weird about it. And as a parent, see, now we're just talking around it. Now we're it. just no talking, we're about talking about it. Now, you know. Let's talk about it. Let's, can we talk about it? Just talk in, veiled, yeah. talk in veiled ways. Okay. Okay. To hide the guilty. And. No one's, I mean, they're not going to listen to this. You never know. They don't listen to this. It'd be uh, a miracle if they f- came to us eventually. <laughs> but um, I think, no, I think this experience to, speaks to a lot of the fear that parents are going through and maybe feeling like they have an inability to do anything about it. And I think you taking action just shows that you're being conscientious and aware and thoughtful. And it's like these little way it's in these little ways that hopefully can make a big difference, like a ripple effect. So tell, tell the story. Yeah. The way that we're prepping it is like, it's like it, like I did something huge or something. She did. She did. And then something big happened, like nothing big. I'm just, Let's just let's go in. Well, let's talk about yeah. it, and then we'll and talk then about it whether goes. it's big or small. Yeah, okay. But my, that's my point. It's these little things that add up to a lot in the end. And if everyone yeah. just goes, oh, fuck it, I'm not going to make a difference, What? who cares, yeah. whatever, then that's how we end up in these situations. So, it, yes, yeah. you didn't storm the beaches at Normandy, <laughs> <laughs> but you took a step off the boat. Okay. It's weird too, though. Uh, maybe I should s- s- prep it, but I'm just saying, like, we're I, just going to continue to prep balance. it and not say what it is. <laughs> it's a weird that's what balance, we right? Like, yeah, not saying anything, or and then all the way to Karen, right? You got to walk that Karen line. You got to walk that Karen. You line. You don't want to step yeah. full Karen. You don't want to step into full yeah. Karen territory. Yeah. Okay. Say, do the thing. Okay, do so, the story. So, so there are a couple um, moments that happened at my son's school. Um, the first one was after school at an adjacent playground, so not actually at in this on the school property itself. And it was after school. Um, a kid had. Uh, it's funny when I want to spell it out. Um, a gun. Uh, okay, not- oh, sorry, pl- toy gun, a toy gun at school, um, and it was orange. Okay, and but they were doing all just like his future bodysuit. Am I right? That's Ooh. exactly what I thought. Oh, I messed that joke up. Well, not bodysuit because it's- just like his future jumpsuit. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Did you already make that we joke? We could get that on the – we could fix that in post. Um, Just like on his future jumpsuit. No. Is that clean? No, that was robotic. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's what I thought too, actually. Um, anyway, and they were playing with mm. it as if it was a real gun, and they were like – Shooting each other in the head, chasing each other, saying things like, I'm going to kill you. Like, it's a little disturbed. Disturbed. But also kid like. But also kid like. And I, I acknowledge, like, when I was a kid, I had all you know, the sheriff's thing, the badge and the gun, you know, and I'm shooting stuff. You know, some of them even had like, uh, like little nerf, you know, bullet things, and I'm shooting stuff, you know. And just like, yeah, you know, having fun. It was like the funnest thing ever. But, you know, we talked about this and there's, um, we live in a different world now and it's more of a reality. So that, that was the first thing. And we didn't say anything for many reasons. And then the other day we were in line on school property, but before school started, I'm in line waiting to enter the uh, classroom and someone standing next to Arlo, a little, you know, six-year-old kids holding a phone, and there's a video game on there. Um, I didn't notice it at first, except you could just hear it, and it was very loud machine gun shooting noises. And I looked over, and it was a first-person shooter. And well, say what? The, can you explain what that is? Oh, it's yeah. A first-person shooter video game is um, it's from the perspective of the shooter. So you're out, you know, killing zombies or whatever else you might be killing, and so you're just kind of looking at over the bow of your gun. If that yeah, makes sense. is it a bow? And um, like a I don't know. Okay, yeah, I don't know the words, but um, barrel, I, barrel, barrel, barrel. Barrel. So I, you know, I heard it, looked over, and automatically, every, you know, Arlo heard it, and you look over, and automatically, you know, screen. Arlo sees screen, so it's like, yes, screen. And then I'm like, oh, go straight to, like, distraction mode. I'm like, we got to – I don't even know what I did. I was um, trying my best not for him to see it. Um, and then we had to go. What and let's yeah. let's make this point really clear for the yeah. listeners. Okay, yeah. You're standing in line waiting to go into kindergarten. Yes. Right? With 20, 30 kids, 20, 30 parents. They all wait there. The kids line up. They're going in. And at a school, at a pub it's a public school, right? Public school. Public school. And there is a child of six years old with a, holding a phone playing a sh first person shooter game with the volume up. He's not wearing any earbuds or headphones. So the, the volume is up and you can hear rapid fire shooting coming from the device in and around a public school with a bunch of kids and parents around. Yeah, a bunch of four to six-year-olds <clears throat> were in the TK and kindergarten area of the school. It's – I honestly, like, I'm surprised that no one reacted. 
I guess, like, I don't have kids, but I feel like I say that a lot. Are you being a parent? Are you are you not constantly thinking about a potential active shooter situation in a school or in a way to cope? You're just going on with your daily life like it's and and living under the assumption that it's not going to happen here. Like how do you go through day by day facing that reality? Some, somewhere in the middle I'd say think about it often because it happens so often you can't kind of avoid it all the way to like yeah trying to ignore it and just have my kid like enjoy school um but being aware of like when there's red flags like that but I I also want to say like no one else reacted outwardly I didn't react outwardly I just did like a swoop kind of thing I also don't know if anybody, if everybody, if anybody around us heard it. I mean, it's so chaos, if you can right. imagine. There's it's not like, noise. yeah, it's not like everyone, all the 50 people that were standing there turned and looked and then looked away, you know? Okay, that that makes more sense. Yeah, I guess I was thinking about it in a vacuum. Like, yeah. You're having a moment of silence and then just yeah. machine gun fire utters. Yeah, and everyone's like, in the corner. Yeah. this is no, awkward. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Um, so go on, T, and then, and then what so, did you do? So uh, super disturbed. Second, now, second time this has happened. Do you have a baby right now? Or? <laughs> You're my baby? Are you babysitting? <laughs> I've got an Airbnb baby situation happening. Airbnb baby, really? I rented this baby for this hour. Oh God, just for this time. Yeah, um, won't stop crying. Um, so then, is that baby okay? Um, so then, babies super disturbed. Uh, then he went to school. You know, I don't think he's in danger or anything at that moment in time. So that's fine. And then I'm like, it just is in my brain, just thinking about it all day, all morning. Should I say something, you know? Um, and finally, um, talking and talking with you, talking with Gwen, decided like just to talk with the teacher about like what the school stance is, like about gunplay on campus or video games in general or what, you know, and then asking a little advice, like, is there something I should have done? Is there something like that the school can do announcements or something? I don't know. That might make it worse. I have no idea. Um, But I mean, I, I am personally, I personally feel like the fact that he was operating a screen without head, phones on is totally terribly egregious and i mean i know you get annoyed by that i get so annoyed by that yeah i know that parents don't give a shit about everyone around them they just want their kid happy and shut the fuck up well it's the only way if like sometimes sorry it's a little bit loud but you don't want multiple kids yelling and jumping on you and like doing random things can we not Some do kids it? Some kids don't do it. 
some kids won't keep it on their head, you know, but I know it's annoying, you know, and hopefully parents don't go to like places where people care about that. So wherever you go. Can we get our listeners to weigh in on (laughs) one of our comment boards? How do you feel about parents just letting their kids run amok on screens? The rest of us just have to listen to it. In public? Yeah. With, yeah. Yeah. But it's a better alternative than, I mean, we didn't consider the alternative of just leaving the kid at home. But if the kid has to come out of their home and be in public. Are you just assuming people leave their kids of five and under or or have uh, just child care all the time? Well, I don't want to get into it. Well, maybe you shouldn't go out to dinner until they're adults. Is that what you're saying? I didn't say that. I'm totally happy with your kid being out, but teach him how to wear headphones so I don't have to listen to the sounds. And I will say that about adults, too. I mean, adults, sometimes they brazenly act entitled to space. I get annoyed about adults doing it. Okay. So you get the annoyance. Well, because they're all entitled and like, like they, the adults have like fully functioning brains and they're fine with headphones right kids like like i'm gonna take this out and i'm like oh no and i'm gonna go over here and oh spaghetti and i'm just like can we just i just want five minutes you know can i have five minutes of eating something and not you know just saying you could practice at home though with the headphones. Hey, if you want screen time, look, you got to put this on your head. I don't know if you're talking to me personally or everybody else. If this happens to you, uh, for me, that's fine. No, we'll your practice. kids are geniuses. We, I would never. We say go anything. out to eat with the kids about once every three years, so you don't <laughs> need to hang out when that happens. Get so um, defensive. We don't. We don't go out a lot. And if we do, we'll maybe go to like something that's hopefully people. It's loud and people don't care as much, you know. And there's like a lot of kids and it's chaos, you know. Yeah, we're not going to like, you know, House of Prime Rib or anything. Oh man, we're not doing that. Sorry, now I'm just saying about House and of then Prime we, Rib. We bump into you and Scott, and then you guys are just like annoyed. <laughs> You're like, I hear a video game or I hear Coco Melon. And you're like, fucking tea. (laughs) Fucking tea. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear a British pig speaking? I swear I did. Um, Daddy. So you you talk to. Daddy, there's a monster in my closet. That's pretty good. You do it. We'll we'll table the debate. No, do it. You do it. Daddy, there's a monster in my closet. Oh, that was bad. Shut up. Okay, I'm gonna have to edit all of this out. Yeah, all I'm saying, like, if you're gonna come, let's. I'm I'm talking about safety of human life right now. We don't have to go into annoyances of uh, sound. I know, but it it was there for the. It was there. It was there. It was there. Um. Keep telling the story. Oh, so then I finally decided to talk with a teacher and came in, you know, like, is it okay if we have a minute 
you know, to talk, you know, and it could be later. To, you know, I'm trying to just like, hey, okay. And then I ended up, yeah, just sharing with her, um, you know, the two incidents. And she was super um, empathetic and, you know, shared with me some stories about her, like, own stance on guns, which was, like, nice. And anyway, um, she encouraged me to feel comfortable to speak with the other parent, like, in a safe place, maybe privately. Or... Um, also, that she would be aware of of those things and and will say stuff like when it happens. Um, but it was a really good time. We talked for quite a while actually about it, and I feel like we were kind of on the same page there. She has two kids at that school as well, so um, I think she understood where I was coming from. Um. But, yeah, I mean, she related some story about, like, basically don't let, like, your social anxiety stop you from advocating for your kid's safety, you know? Yeah. And it just makes sense to think that way. So I appreciated it, and it was good talk, and I'll, I'll be more aware. And I, I don't think I'm going to say anything to the parent now. I mean, school's over. I'm not even seeing this person, any, like, um, probably till next year. But uh, I'll tr try to feel more empowered to say something all right because um, the school year is older over now you got lucky yeah. there yeah so there's that that's great t i think that's awesome thanks yeah it was an interesting comparison too she was like you know it's it's such a mixed bag with with kids at this age like some of them are scared of like um and parts of Encanto or something, and others are like watching like Walking Dead, you know? Yeah, dude, it's such a wide range, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I look back to when I was a kid, and I I could barely handle anything. But by the time my youngest sister showed up, you know, she was watching Scream at nine or however old she was you know and i never would have been able to handle something like that i could barely handle it at 25 oh yeah yeah you know um okay people still bother me okay can we talk about one thing really quickly yeah you know you know how people have trigger warnings for stuff yeah do you think it's weird that in trigger warning is a potential trigger warning by using the word trigger? I think people do content warning now, do they? Oh, is it is it changed? I don't know. I don't know if it's changed because I've heard <laughs> I've seen like TW and then I see CW. Oh geez. So I'm just wondering if it changed or if that's just another way of doing it. Cause it's funny because when when I feel like lately when we talk about GUN stuff, there's an impetus to say trigger warning, but then it's like, it just adds to the circle of the TWs, yeah. you know, anyway, let's And then you get about into like censorship and you're talking about, you know, I know. And then you're like, oh, okay, so wait, um, we can't talk about GUNs, but you can have drag queens read books to my kids whoa 
That's a leap. I'm just saying <laughs> it's a censorship thing too. But then also um, video games have age um, things. Like they say, like this is really for, you know, teens. Can I say something controversial? And maybe this is my Gen X self speaking. (laughs) Yeah, Gen X. I think trigger warnings are bullshit. Can I say that? What? No, you can say anything you want. And then why do you (laughs) say that? I don't, I don't, go ahead. Yeah. Why do you say that? I don't know. I think, I don't, I think sometimes we should be triggered. I think that's how we learn and grow. I think sometimes things pull against us or shove up against us and we don't like it. It's uncomfortable, but the world is a terrible, uncomfortable place. Am I wrong? Not that I'm disagreeing. I just want to note that we have the privilege to not have had major trauma in our lives. I'm making an assumption, I think for you, for me, I've had the privilege of not having major trauma Mm. um, that, that things that when I see a trigger warning, I'm like, do it, you know, mm-hmm. I, it's fine, you know, I, though I will like have emotional responses, but um, yeah, we're supposed to, that's yeah, humanity, yeah, but, of course, but you know, there's like, I don't know, like maybe if you're in a situation that says trigger warning, I'm like, oh, maybe I, I'm not in a situation where I'm ready to have an emotional response right now. So I'm going to wait to read that, you know? I just feel like it's it's gotten to the point where it's said so often, it just gets lost in the messaging anyway. But yeah, I get it. I get it. it I feel like it's there for someone that has gone through something that really could send it could send them into a place where they might not be able to get that. Like they're so fragile. And I feel like that's what it was built for. Right. That's why these warnings started coming out. But now I just feel like it's just overused. It's Mm -hmm. just meant anytime you don't want to hear anything that maybe makes you feel a little bit bad you're not supposed to hear it or you're supposed to be warned by it. I mean, I, I don't like, I don't like seeing animals murdered. I don't know who does. I don't like seeing them in the wild either. You know, on planet earth, I cover my eyes. Like I don't want to watch that. You know, I guess if, I I would prefer when I'm on Reddit or something that they be blurred out, so I don't just start watching. I think they blur out. I think they blur it out. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. So I'm saying that I see, I see a, I see how it has its place. I just all I'm saying is I think it's overused. Yeah, like maybe it's like not even there anymore because it's just yeah always there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. So parental ratings, I feel like. It's almost like a trigger warning, you know? A parental rating? Like of a movie, like if it's rated R or NC-17 or yeah. GPG. Yeah. Almost like just Oh, that's know, like another way to say. Stuff. And that's something that's been yeah. there forever. That's like that's grounded. True. I think that was born out of conservatism. Conservativism. Well, then trigger warnings were born out of, you know, the woke. So, right? 
I guess we have all, we all have our own ways of protecting our. They children. branded it better. The conservatorisms. The conservatives branded it better. Branded it better. Yeah, they branded it better then. Well, I can say, hey, quit being racist and be called woke. So I don't even really know what woke means anymore. We can't get we can't get into all these things. It seems a sissy. (laughs) I was like, whoa, who you call a sissy? That's not. (laughs) Oh. Okay, sissy. Space Um, neck. Let me from Carrie. You're so derailing today. You are. Um, welcome to Trauma Bonded. I'm Ellie. <laughs> you got 20 minutes, guys. <laughs> Let's see. We did all of our announcements. And good minutes. opening. Our openings are like really our starting open- to build. They're really getting tightened. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Trauma Bonded. I'm Ellie. Trigger warning. We're about to open <laughs> our podcast. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Welcome to Trauma Bonded. I'm Ellie Westberg, and I'm here with Therese Garcia. Hello. And today we're discussing episode 270 of the podcast, This Is Actually Happening. It's from the Point Blank series, episode number two, What If Your Grandson Was Orphaned? Um, and the synopsis is, after losing her daughter, To a freak accident, Sissy Feidelberg focuses on supporting her grandson, Gage, who lives in Rachel Tehama with his widowed father, Danny. But when a shooting spree begins, a deeper horror falls on the family and leaves Sissy to pick up the pieces. T, what did you... um, Oh, my God. What stuck out to you as the heart of Sissy's story? Let's go with you first. Oh, shit. (laughs) I had a rough night last night. You did? Didn't you? How's Rexy doing? Oh, you mean our evening. Uh, Yes. Sorry. Wow. And we haven't done this in like a month. One thing to do, two things to do. And I just forgot one. What was the other one? To listen. Because you you didn't do a bit either. Oh, three things. Sorry. (laughs) It's like when I make chicken adobo, there's three uh, ingredients, and I always forget one. It's only three, T. <laughs> Four if you count six. the chicken, but I don't usually forget Wow. It's not even counting the chicken. Um, okay. Sorry. Sorry about that. What is that. the heart of Sissy's story? I didn't really didn't come up with Oh! One. Yes! Because <laughs> usually yours is so good. Well, let's think about it. Let's talk about it. I mean, I think it it goes to resilience. I mean, this woman has been put through it, right? Mm-hmm. And she's she's even in it. I mean, by all accounts, Gage sounds like he's having a terrible time seven years later, you know? Um, and she just keeps going. It's a truly... It's a truly American story in that way. The, the, or maybe it's a human story. I don't. I don't want to say it's American, but um, not a lot good has happened for her. I mean, she's able to buy a house, so that's something in Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. Um, living over there, probably. Yeah. 
she was able to get an education while being a stay-at-home mother. Um, by all accounts, it sounds like she has a son that she's close with. I mean, there are positive things that have happened for Sissy, but a lot of a lot of tragedy has befallen her, and mm-hmm. bitch just keeps going. Can I say that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a term of endearment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, and then like currently, I mean, it's sad. It's sad. Like she's just sitting there. She says by herself all the time. She's like, I have one friend, and it's just a, like a hello. All they do is say hi from across the street. It seems like, and I'm like, that yeah. is really sad. Yeah. Um, she can't have a romantic. She feels like she can't really have a romantic relationship, and so she just feels all alone. Well, she's technically still married, right? Even though her husband's yeah. in LA. How yeah. about this guy, right? I mean, this is kind of out of order, but yeah, that's fine. Here's I'm just I'm just gonna put my pile of stuff right here. Don't touch this pile. Don't pack up this pile. This is this my just pile. My little pile. Pile of stuff. I've got I've got a plan for it. Don't worry about it. It's just a pile. She's like, keep, okay. Every time you're moving stuff out of the house, just walk by that pile. Why is your favorite shirt in that pile? It's totally oh. normal pile. It's totally normal just pile. Just a regular pile. I was wondering how big the pile was. <laughs> I was like, how big is this pile that you're taking every single thing? I mean, the movers. You're bringing all the furniture. How big is this pile? Like, this is how I'm going to live now that you're going to be gone. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine... It's, and him knowing what she's gone through, I get it. Like, if you're a, a step grandparent and you have sort of an arm's length between you and your step grandchild, that's a, a way to live. But now you're bringing this kid into the home who has gone through terrible hell, and it was probably really emotionally charged in that household. Maybe he just couldn't take it. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks, but I mean, it's it's moments like that when you realize really what kind of person you're vended up with, right? Yeah, I mean, and then waiting until the last day. That sounds like something I would do. Yeah, it's like you have so you're gonna have to give the news at some point, but you're like, now's not really the right time. Neither is now, and then this is definitely the wrong time. But you're literally walking out the door, thinking I'm following. Either I just slam the door behind you, lock it, (laughs) or I'm like, hey, whoa, this seems late. Totally get it. Probably not the news you were wanting to hear, but I'm not going. I'm not going. Good luck to you in your future endeavors. Yeah, I just feel like you're right. Like it's avoidant, you know. And every time they'd have a conversation up, like these last couple of weeks must have yeah. been really well, I'm excited. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I love that how do you All spell massachusetts again massachusetts yeah i love it there we are gonna have the best time i'm a little worried about the winter Ooh, it's cold i'll get then, a code oh, yeah. or something yeah. it's gonna be amazing don't worry about no, the pile don't worry about you engage in my pile yeah it's gonna be amazing i just need to get a bag for that pile don't worry about yeah. it it's gonna yeah. be fine excited yeah, you're right. Like the day. Or, before. I mean, I don't know. Are we, we might, Sissy might be putting it through a lens or a filter that we're not getting. Maybe he was dropping hints. Like, yeah. There's my pile. 
I'm going to go downstairs, you know, the way men just hang out in basements or garages. Right, right, right. He's probably like, I'm feeling like this is scary. I don't know about this move. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. <laughs> I got to check this out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do the list. Um <laughs> You know, um, sissy, I just put a deposit down in an apartment in Los Angeles. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So, can you make sure the movers get here at two o'clock? Mm. Yeah. Just so you know, I'm not going. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 We're not going until tomorrow. Got it. Got I'm going to move to LA. LA, Massachusetts? <laughs> like Paris, Texas? What are you talking about? Um, let's talk about Sissy. Um, I loved how she was raised with core values, right, right. Raised with core values. Talk about trigger warning. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, when she says core values, I'm like, oh God. Um, (laughs) what do you, I get automatically defensive when someone says core values for some reason. I heard that. I'm like, oh, what do you what, are you saying va- I don't have core values? Are you saying that to me right now? I mean, I I I just take it as like a conventional Anglo-Saxon sort of Protestant. I'm like, okay, racist. whatever, whatever upbringing, you know. But I I love more the I was raised with core yeah. values. I got pregnant at 16. Exactly. Right? They all they love that these core values people. They're all pregnant. They're all <laughs> <laughs> racist. Core values, core values. <laughs> um, you, you know, yeah. though, I was, it, it really got me thinking about girl pregnant at 16. Like, that is such a trope, right? Like, when even when we were kids, I mean, I was afraid I was pregnant all the time and I never came close to a penis, but it was yeah. just such a fear in the 90s of being that pregnant teenager. Like, that was a thing. And you had your your handful of girls at school or maybe one girl at school that it happened to and everyone talked about her and she lived in the neighborhood and who's his father, da, da, da. And all of the shame is, is heaped onto the girl, right? Yeah. I mean, how often do you hear about, well, who knocked her up? It's because she's got to wear the belly. She's got to be the one that ha- the birth the kid. Like it's it's put on her like a scarlet letter. And I'm only now rethinking this because you know that I have internalized misogyny that I'm constantly reckoning with. And I never, when, even when I was a kid growing up, probably most of my life, I never thought to put the blame on the father. Like it was always the woman's fault or the teenage girl's fault who honestly quite usually was probably either coerced by someone that was older than her and, and fed a load of bullshit about how nothing bad was going to happen, baby, you know, or it was, it was done with a peer that also is a stupid kid that didn't know what they were doing, but, but he, he shares in the blame equally. Right. Mm -hmm. But we really do have this propensity to, Put the preponderance of the blame. I know I just said a lot of p words. Put, put the blame on the girl, and and I think and Sissy makes this really wonderful point too when she says, "I was looked at with all this shame and you know 
quiet whispers about what a little hoe she was. And then as soon as she lost these babies, mm-hmm. everyone's in her face to give her the support that she should have had all along, right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this. What is this? What is this hypocrisy? Core values. <laughs> <laughs> right? What? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying about core values. It all goes when together. When they say it like that. It all goes together. I mean, the church is notorious for being judgmental, right? Especially of their own. In fact, the church will be the first one to kick their own when they're down, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of offering a helping hand and support. Um, but it's like, it's weird in this context because as soon as she lost the babies, it was as if the the visual part of her shame, her scarlet letter, the baby bump, was removed, and now we can treat her again as a normal person who's gone through a loss. It's fucked. It's so fucked. It makes me really sad for, one, all of those girls that I ever felt a shred of judgment for, and two, it makes me really mad that I was so hard on myself and thinking that would be the ultimate sin, especially when I, I never touched a penis. I, I never touched one. It doesn't look one. like that. Can, can core values people learn science? But I mean, I, I see it now. I look back at 15, 13 year old, 14 year old, 18 year old Ellie, and I see that that was just such a symbol of shame. It was that that I feared, like walking mm-hmm. around with an outward expression of what sin I'd committed. People can see my sin. Oh my God. Right? No, I just had a really big burger for lunch. And it's like, I don't know why you always thought you were pregnant, but that's what I'm saying. Science would have helped you. Science would have helped her. I went to public school. I didn't know you could get pregnant after the first time. Like it's weird. Or probably told her that. Yeah. The dude probably said some shit like that to her. She said she was naive. Because core Sex values, Sex core values keeps you from knowledge. Yes, mm. to keep you down. So she ends up in Europe. She's having a grand old time. Oh, how yeah. did it? How oh. did it make you feel, T? <laughs> That was hilarious. Did you feel personally? Excuse me. First the core values, then the. Did you feel personally? Send us off to the Philippines, and I was like, "I'm out of here." Not the Philippines. I love how. I mean, I don't know if that was like a magic of editing. Like, it was basically like we're gonna leave this in here and not add any explanation. Like she might have tried to explain it away, but no, I I don't. I'm not. I think it was. Jason that edited it or maybe I don't know who edited it but like he was like I'm just gonna leave this statement it's just here a throwaway. it has and nothing the- to do with anything except for being like I hate the Philippines well that's the that's the assumption she never yeah. really says she's like and then I found out my next orders were to the Philippines but but what's wrong with it why can you tell us more what is it it was like enough said is it what is it? <laughs> no I remember the first time the Philippines. The first time I heard it, I was waiting for her because, like, I thought she was going to qualify 
Right. I was I was dipping out because it was the Philippines and I'd heard XYZ about the Philippines or I don't do well in humidity or whatever she was gonna yeah. say. <laughs> it was just like a final It's bit. so hot. Yeah, it's like hot even in <laughs> no, December. Just a brown country. Yeah. I'm telling you. That's did what you feel- my assumption was. I was like, doesn't like brown people. Did you feel personally victimized as a Filipino? I mean, throughout the beginning of this whole thing, apparently I felt like personally insulted. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> Just because she said core values. I don't know what it is about those two words put together like that. Yeah. I was like, yeah, talk about trigger warning. I was like, ugh, it just hits me weird. And then, but core value, like I, like for me, I feel like I have core. Like, not I was going to say, you're the epitome of core yeah, values. Not those core. You know what I'm talking about? Those core values. When people say those core values, that's I'm not going to the Philippines because you know of my core values. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I have that. I don't know when I say core. It's just weird. You know what I'm talking about, right? No, like I know what you're talking now about. That's, but I, that's strange. I do think that you're being a little unfair to Sissy. I don't think that's what she means by core no, values. No, I don't think so either. I just it hits me that that those two words put together no. hits me. No, I love Sissy. I'm not. I it's just my own. That's my own. How about but this then she statement? was like, "I'm not going to go to the Philippines." T. I'm like, "Why'd you say T?" I hate the Philippines, Therese. Like what? Why? You know why? What? What about this statement though? She made, "I love human resources." <laughs> that was awesome too. I mean, I get like working for the state of California is a great thing, you know, great benefits probably, and then you get like yeah. a great uh, retirement package. But then she says, "Like, <laughs> I love human resources. I, I love like, human resources. You're the only one." Yeah, what do you think that means? I think even people in human resources don't like human resources. I think I think it was a veiled way to say she liked being in people's business. Because she gets to know all the ins and outs of whatever's in your personnel file. That is kind of right? fun. You know, all the she secrets. feels a little bit like, I mean, yeah. again, Sissy, you're my girl. I love you. But you do sound like you might like to gossip a little bit if i had to make guesses that's a reason i would like human resources i mean most of us do enjoy a bit of gossip oh I, if i was in human resources i would know all the shit about everybody it's so it would fun. Be really hard i'd get drunk at parties and like try to tell the stories without revealing names and then yeah. you just be able to read it in my eyes and then i'd like oh. look over <laughs> right that's Jim. totally german accounting <laughs> weird um that makes sense then because that again felt like a little bit of a throwaway like why what yeah (laughs) what messages is jason sending with his edit i I love human resources no explanation just so anyway you're like what i love it i loved being an insurance broker anyway no one gets it why no one thinks that no one feels that um her knee or her daughter's knee popped out. Oh. Yeah. Your knee popped out. I thought of you. Did you? Because your knee popped out. 
Have we told the story already? I, don't I feel think like so. we need to have like a tally of our like go to stories and then check and it off. keep track of what episode they show yeah. up in so that we're not repeating core story. Yeah. Core value <laughs> stories. <laughs> this is another core value story. Ellie popped her knee out. New Year's 2010. It was technically 2011, wasn't it? Oh, was it? It was about to turn 2011. 2011. Okay. I don't know. Should we tell the story? We don't have time. Can we talk about where oh, where yeah. are people yeah. getting all these pills? I know. It's not a good look. I mean, it's hard because whenever you have to get, it feels like it's like, first of all, maybe it's kind of dangerous. Like in terms of getting them. And then it sounds like it is like when you get them, they're not like safe. Addicts are the most hardworking, industrious, laser focused hustlers, Uh. right? Like, it's amazing what an addict will go through to get their fix. I know. I'm in awe of it. I feel like if there, I wish there was a way that we could generate this laser focus hustle into something more positive. See, like my addiction, I feel like, is a lazy one. Alcohol is everywhere. You just walk across the street. It's not legal. You don't have to hide it. Like, you just buy it, right? That is a lazy addiction. You want to be into pills. You want to be into cocaine. You want to be into heroin. That takes stamina. You have to be on it. You have to be a really hard worker. Really. I think people are addicted. Some people are addicted to their work. Is this about you? No, I'm not addicted to my work. (laughs) Quite the opposite. Well, well, is that because it's readily available? People that are addicted to their I work. I get my a, fix. I think for hustle. me, for me, it's more like trying not to get fired. I'm addicted to trying not to get fired. So you're addicted to money, a paycheck, a house, food. Well, what came <laughs> first? I think the food, the need to nourish. Me and my family. Let me ask you this. Yeah. What if without without having to prove it too hard, there was just a universal income, a universal mortgage? Let's pretend it's like a, like a fantasy, right? Okay. They'll be like, T, what are your expenses? And you're like, X dollars, $12,000 a month, whatever it is, right? I have no idea what it is. T? Yeah. We don't need you to work anymore. This is your government talking. We just want you to raise those kids. Here's your 12 G's. You don't have to work. Hand out from the government. Would you Would you say, yes, I will do that? Or would you go, no, I would rather earn the money? Uh, probably the first one. Yeah? I mean... Well, you really don't like working. <laughs> I mean, (laughs) wouldn't a lot of people, like, and then you could do what you want without getting paid for it. 
Yeah, maybe I need to come up with better hobbies because I feel like when I'm just left with all the time in the world, I don't make good use of it. That's why I like working because it forces me to do something with my day. Well, oh, well, like if my like I do enjoy my work and I would do my work, I think a little bit like it's kind of fun like this, like this just a little bit. I'm not talking like that. 40 to 60 hour work week and I'm feeling yeah. stressed. Like maybe yeah. like, Oh, I get to like, like, like this, for example, I'm not getting paid for it. Um, yeah. but I do enjoy it. Yeah. But I do enjoy it. I, would I enjoy it like 40 to 60 hours and I can't go to like the park with my son during the day? Yeah. No, no I know. You know, like they're all at I the think- playground right now and I'm like, Hmm. Let's oh, see. sorry. No, and they've been, and I've had multiple other meetings. But you know, maybe that's like a flexible. Like if I had flexible time, well, maybe and that's less the difference. Time. I'm not beholden to a nine to five, right? So mm-hmm. my my freelancing truly is. Yeah, you're living the dream. In a way, I mean, sure. Yeah. Everyone that works nine to five wishes they were freelance, and vice versa. Everyone that was freelance sometimes really wishes they were working nine to five. You know, but no, I get it. My point is, I'm not good. I'm not a good steward of freedom. Like when you're free, you don't. You feel like you're not. I am the laziest motherfucker. I will. If if you tell me I've got nothing to do, I will doom scroll or watch reality television. It's not like I go and, and indulge in my hobby. I don't yeah. have a, a hobby. You I want to just sit. Man. I just want to sit and read. I kind of want to sit. <laughs> We're going to talk about sissy. That's your fault. You're the one bringing it up. Well, I don't even know how I got about- to this. Well, because her, da- her daughter was addicted to pills, and it got me thinking oh, about how, yeah, yeah, yeah. how hard it is <laughs> to get pills. I mean, we know I have trouble getting pills. I can't yeah, come up with pills. Yeah, yeah. it's Like, hard. seriously, I don't know how people get pills. It's like a word of mouth, maybe. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, it seems like a lot of work, and there's a lot of danger to it. I mean... From what's in the pills, it's risk. The pills, totally getting arrested, and then obviously this death thing because mm. you don't know what's in it, or I don't know if Drowning. you took too much. That when you buy it on, you know, off the black market or whatever it's called, like there's not like that warning on the pill thing that says right. only one a day. This is how many milligrams is in it. Talk to your yeah. doctor before you, you know. Yeah, you're just chasing that high. You're not really yeah. paying attention to any potential risks. And that's the problem, right, with the whole, you know, health insurance. Um, if you're in pain but you can't afford the thing and they regulate it, help regulate it at least, help with that. Um, yeah. Then you're on your own. You're really trying to make this podcast political. I'm not. Am I? Today? Did I say something else that was political? You brought up core values, drag queens. Is that political? And now health insurance. (laughs) 
Are those and now things? you're talking about health insurance. I can I guess health insurance. I get it. Everything's but, what, everything's core political. And drag queens. Core values and drag queens. If you say Politics, core values, drag Gianelli. queens, and health insurance all together, someone is going to be like, oh, someone's woke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want what now? <laughs> normal people it's, reading to normal people? That's crazy. What? Radical. But her tits aren't real. Oh, I thought you were talking about me. <laughs> have to do with it um, um i did really feel for sissy when you know ah, she was talking about yeah you know she lost her daughter and then you know she's known her grandson gage since the moment he was born you know and then all mm -hmm. of a sudden he's like ripped away from you i mean i know it's not the same but it, it's i'm sure that you can't help but empathize in a way of like being a mother like, imagine raising a kid or knowing a kid from birth. Yeah. Um, I mean, even me, like, being an auntie that sees your kids maybe once a month, like, if they were just whisked away by some other party to another state where I couldn't see them, like, that'd be devastating. Mm -hmm. Not to get political, but it's a possibility, right? Not the state part. But, Right just saying um and then there's the part where i won't continue with that but and then there's the part where like gage is her only connection back to share right? yeah um and then yeah. Uh, you know on the other side of that too is what hi Hi. <laughs> yeah, it's recording as well. Do you want to walk through in your pajama pants? <laughs> you guys are just Go. living the dream. Just sleep. <laughs> just Get to sleep. Up, almost one. Sit. Look at stuff. I made a whole package of bacon that probably no one else will eat. I'll just eat it over But the I have so days. much love. But you get so much love. Do you want love or do you want bacon? Sleep and well being and bacon. Tony, it's oh, not good. He had that bacon and it's like, ah, like today I was like, I, I was rushing to my first meeting. I had a, like a thing of toast. I was like, this, ah. And Arlo's <laughs> like, I want toast. And I was like, I can't make him toast right now. I'm rushing to my thing. And I'm like, Ah, oh, that's the love part. That's pure love. Oh, so right I get there. to give love. Well, that's just love. You're experiencing love. Love is sacrifice sometimes. But not you're toast. not getting like the greatest part of it, but you are a party in that love. Right, right, right. Love, right? not toast. Or bacon. No, I think I get bacon. I get the extra bacon. I mean, I had bacon and toast, if we're being honest. And I'm no so one's bothering hungry. me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> starving. I have so much bacon, too. I wish it's I could so get it to you somehow. Not right. I also, like, look, I'm hungry. 
Yeah. I have this. This has been like this. <laughs> That's not right. For like a couple hours. But no, 15 minutes late to this, and I feel like an asshole. And I've been like five minutes <laughs> late to every other You should drink water. Meeting. Love. Do, I'll do you want to pause? Go get a glass of water? No, it's a whole freaking thing when I go out there. I thought they were at the playground. No, they just got back. I heard them just get back. Oh, I want to say thing. hi. I try to go. It's, you know what I mean? How awful is it that Gage lost both of his parents? By it's riding their wave. I love this. I'm glad you bring us back. Sorry, say it one more time. Someone's got to. Yeah. To lose both parents by the time you're seven years old. I mean, yeah. obviously, that's every kid's worst nightmare. Um, yeah. You know, someday it will be his story. But for now, I think it's obviously it's an absolute tragedy. I was really sad when she was like, you know, at one point he, he was like, my daddy's dead. And then yeah. that and then like broke down. And that's like the last time he showed emotion in that way yeah and now he's what 14 yeah which is already awful yeah i'm worried about him too i don't know what's gonna happen there i think that um um yeah i think he's one to look out for and and maybe we can check on him a few years down the line when he's ready to talk about it is he actively in therapy? I was a little confused. Like, is he in therapy or was it like school counseling? It sounded like he was actively in therapy. Okay. But mm. I don't know. Um, I know people on Instagram were asking how to reach Sissy. And I'm going to work on that to add to our show notes for this episode. So oh, good. That, um, and then also I'll respond on Instagram. See, sometimes there... Um, the people for the Point Blank series were a bit hard to get hold of. A lot of people up in the area kind of live off the grid. Um, so I'm going to talk to Wit to see if, if there's a good contact for her so that people can reach out to her. I think it would be important for her to know that she's got a lot of support um, from listeners and that people are thinking about her. Um, do you have anything else before we talk about listener comments? Oh, um, pardon my French, but Gage is a butt. What do you mean? <laughs> she said that. She said that she thought the 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 perspective of his like peers in the classroom would characterize Gage as a butt. <laughs> Did you hear that? I guess I didn't hear that. I There was the part where they talked about the kids like being really mean to him, making fun of him. Yeah, but then she she acknowledges that he's so shut down that he might be perceived as being a butt. Right. Yeah. Okay. I just but thought I that really, was funny. Yeah. I think it's so weird to laugh at someone for not having a parent. I know, right? It it feels a little unbelievable. Ha ha, yeah. you don't have a dad. Ha ha, your dad's dead. Huh. That just didn't, 
I mean, ki- I guess kids, right. are, kids are unreasonable and irrational, right? I mean, maybe they would fixate on something like that. That seems really evil. Yeah, well, kids kind of are. Maybe they're trying to just get, like, some kind of reaction. I don't know what kids do. I don't know. It didn't seem right. I also was like, is that what they say? They must say something else. Yeah. Because that's just, I don't know. That was weird. Yeah, I agree. Okay, let's go to listener comments. Got nine minutes. Awesome. Did we go? Did we talk about the episode? I think we did. Okay. Well, good. I mean, not really. <laughs> We're really starting to sway away from the actual episodes, aren't we? <laughs> kind of slow down on it. Oops, I didn't mean to do that. Really, now we just talk. Like, I feel like what's going to be like, oh, I guess you don't, you listen to it and then you just chat about things that are unrelated. <laughs> is that what it is? I, no, I, okay, what do you want to talk about? No, I'm not, like, attacking you. No, I know, but, like, I feel like we talked about themes that were brought up in the episode. Do we not? I think so. I think so. I mean, we could analyze the, you know, timeline of it to death, if you want to talk about um, the fact that he, you know, the the murderer, pers- you know, thought they were cooking meth next door, um, which there is no evidence of meth being cooked. We could talk about yeah. how the 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 grandmother and the son had been attacked what a couple weeks prior to the shooting. Um, I mean, what details do you want to get into? I mean, I guess we don't have to get into details in and details and we're like getting into details to that to if we had anything to comment on. I mean, I just I, I feel like everything that I wanted to talk about, we talked about. It's good. It's good. It's good. I know. I love it. I'm not saying it was a bad thing. I love that we we talk about it and then talk about other stuff. I mean, if people just want a rehashing of the episode, they should just go listen to yeah, the episode again. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay, guys, why are you, like, attacking us, guys? Like, we're just trying why to Why is everyone chat. so mad? I know. <laughs> Gosh. on the camera again. In his PJs. <laughs> Hi, honey. Hey, you. Um, did you have you come across anything fun on oh. um, social media? Have you? I mean, it's all kind of words of support for Sissy Engage. Um, someone suggested that um, you know, obviously, it sounds like Gage has PTSD, and maybe EDMR might help him, which I've heard good things about. That's the eye rapid movement therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from Instagram. And like I said, people were asking how to contact the seat and I am on the case friends. Nice. Don't worry about that. Yeah, that's great. Um, I do think this is one of the stories that we should flag for follow up. I think people are really going to be curious to see 
how um, Gage does, and it might be really worth it to make sure that he knows that he's supported. He's about to enter, or he has entered a really tumultuous, fragile time in adolescence, and it would be a shame if he didn't feel seen or heard. And I think Sissy's doing that for him, but I just feel like she might need a, an additional bit of support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there needs to be something else to help him. I'm gonna I'm gonna see what I can do as far as contact goes. I'll talk to Wit. Um, there is one comment. I'm not even really sure what this is, but um it adds to what you just said from, mm. from, oh, I, I'm not going to say the name. I don't remember what we do. I'd like to suggest to grandma, she look into an EGOLA program for trauma recovery for Gage. It's E-G-O-L-A? all, I don't know. It's E-A-G-A-L-A. Oh. Oh. It's all groundwork between the trauma survivor and a horse. Aww. Wow. Interesting. That's cool. So that's something, too. Um, on the thread, by the way, someone says who they they clearly love the podcast, but um, asking for someone to respond to the previous episode's thread, and they want to know if um, the team was aware of Troy's crimes before broadcasting the episode. I mean, that was answered. That was answered. This was 11 weeks ago. Okay, Um, someone's late to the game. Well, I'm late. I'm probably late. Um, but wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm glad we did that last one. Yeah. Because it's clearly affecting people. And Yeah, listeners, if you want to hear more um, nuanced responses about the feelings around Troy, listen to um, episode, our trauma bonded episode where we talk about it. Um, we don't really have a number, we don't really have a numbering for our episodes. We're just matching the numbering for, this is actually happening episodes. So if you go to Trauma Bonded 269, that matches that this is actually happening episode number 269. Hmm. I think that'll be, yeah, that'll, that's less confusing because if we were like Trauma Bonded episode one, TIH episode 269, like. It's just going to get too confusing. Yeah. So I just say, yeah, yeah. and then we don't have to worry necessarily about being out of order potentially. We just, and then if we want to dip into to old episodes or something for fun, we can do that. Yeah. And that way we'll just constantly mirror the same numbering that this is actually happening has. Love is it. that okay with you, T? Okay, great. Love it. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to do the sign off. Okay. Great job to you. Hey, great job to you. Oh, no, I still have that echo. That was weird. Okay. Okay. Thank you for listening. This has been an episode of Trauma Bonded, and you can find our show where podcasts are.
Thanks to Sissy for sharing their story and giving us the opportunity to talk about it. And thanks to This Is Actually Happening team, including Whit Misseldine and the maker of our music, Nathaniel Trimboli. You can contact us at traumabondedpod at gmail and search for us on Instagram and TikTok. We might have accounts by now. We are trauma bonded to the story, to the storyteller, to the listeners, and to each other. But don't forget, we're not doctors. The information included, oh, sorry, the information including but not limited to the words that come out of our mouths are for entertainment or informational purposes only. Information on this podcast may not be factual at all. No material on this podcast is intended to be substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician and other qualified healthcare provider with the questions you may have regarding medical or physical, psychological condition or treatment. Side effects of listening to Trauma Bonded with L.E.N.T. may include, but are not limited to, joy, confusion, questioning, laughing at or with us, bonding, healing, discussion, hunger, happiness, offense, wailing, or diarrhea.